know, Bill, some days I can't stand up for falling down. Sometimes I think I'm born under a bad sign. But I still have gratitude. I thank you. Because you know what? You soothe me. What does all that, what do all, what does that all have in common? Are you staxing me? Uh, <laughs> I cannot put anything past my partner, Bill Mesnick, because this is another episode of Put on a Stack of 45s, the program that plays you a 45 RPM. We deconstruct it, we turn it, we twist it, we play it, we dust it off, and we try to give you the insights that maybe you have forgotten or maybe you've forgotten the song completely. Some of this might be nostalgic. Some of this might be new information, but whatever it is, it's a beautiful thing. And we thank you for your following and support for this program as we're going on uh, almost 80 episodes here. 80 episodes, Bill. Can you imagine? I'm very impressed with us. We're almost there. We're almost to 80. I'm very impressed with us. And we're going to do an artist today. Bill, please inform our friends how we got to uh, the discussion of Mabel John. Dr. Mabel John. Um, yes, um, I'm going to give a little bit of backstory here. So I found this collection at Amoeba of 45s in a beautiful box set by Stacks called Never to Be Forgotten, the flip side of Stacks, 1968 to 1974. So Mabel John writes here in the liner notes, Running Out was an Ashford and Simpson song. Gladys Knight had recorded it before I did at Motown, although I had not heard her version. Running Out is such a fun song, a happy song. Even though you're telling a story about running out on someone who's mistreating you, um, it was always a good, upbeat song for me to do live. Ray Charles, when I went to work for Ray Charles, he, I found out he loved that song. And whenever I'd bring the Ray Let's on before him, almost every night of the year, we opened up with that song. He'd always speed up the tempo, so I had, you know, I was running along with the melody. At Stax, we cut it with a small group, but Ray had to do charts on it because he had a 17-piece band. So... This this book that comes with the set is beautiful. It's put out by um, Light in the Attic Records, and I recommend it highly. And she is a very important artist for, if you just consider the fact that she was the first American blues vocalist signed by Barry Gordy, to Motown's Tamla label. Yeah, that's a really interesting story because she had moved up from Louisiana with her family to Detroit in 1941, and she worked for Barry Gordy's mother, Bertha. And later, Bertha coached and accompanied Mabel. And in 1959, she re-performed at the Flame Show with Billie Holiday right before her death. And so Barry knew Mabel you know, as family. And he, she was the first, as you say, the first female to record for Tamla. So dig that history. She was born in 1930. So she is already hit nine decades. 91 years old. She's 91 years of age. With a history, now the record we're doing today is titled Running Out. Um, her 
discography is interesting because the only album of note that she recorded for Stax is Stay Out of the Kitchen in 1966. She had a variety of singles, but Running Out was the last single that she recorded for Stax in 1968. The first was in 1960. So this was a long process of attempting to get her the attention that she deserved. And I believe that the majority of our audience is not familiar with Dr. Mabel John unless they're familiar with the history of Stax. My name is Mabel. And don't you think I ain't able I can take a complication Make it a simple situation I'm a hot in the morning Real cool in the evening I'll make you want to come back Or when you think you're leaving And you might be, you might though remember her biggest hit from 1966, Your Good Thing is About to End. Well, yeah. And that which was, made it to number six yes. on the R&B chart. Yeah. I still don't know if that got the kind of airplay that it deserved. I know it was played on a lot of black stations and I heard it on, and I talk about the station constantly, WWRL out of Newark, New Jersey with the great Frankie Crocker where they would play the recordings that Murray the K and Bruce Morrow and Dandy Dan Daniels on WABC, on WOR, uh, WMCA would not play because they were, particularly in 1963 into four, beginning to aspire to the British invasion and uh, all that Motown had to offer. But other black artists did get lost in that mix. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's fascinating that she made a record for Stax called Abel Mabel, and she made the same record for Tamla under the name is My Name is Mabel. Mm-hmm. Totally different arrangements. You put those back to back, it's really fascinating. Um, but the line... I can take a complication and make it a simple situation is in both both songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the songs are slightly different, but she's touting her own. Both labels are, are touting that name of Mabel right? And right. where she introduces herself. Could you inform our friends why she is uh, called Dr. Mabel John? Yes. Um, Let's see. She uh, she left secular music in 1973. In 1986, she founded the Joy um, Joy in Jesus Ministry um, and the Joy Community Outreach, which was a homeless charity in L.A. And she became a pastor. And then in '93 and '94, she achieved her doctorate in divinity. 
and became Dr. Mabel John. Motown Records and later recorded hits on the Stax label. Now she devotes her time to caring for the needy in Los Angeles. Gloria Hillard spent time with this woman on a mission. As an inheritance. Before most people are at work, Mabel John is at the supermarket picking up the fruits and vegetables that otherwise would have been thrown away. We'll feed, uh, we'll give a hundred to 120 people bags of food. This is the story about a woman who went from the stage to the street, from music to a special ministry. I don't have to fear man, and I'm putting it now kind of in my own words. What can man do to me? God is on my side. But when her world was music, this song was famous. Recorded close to 40 years ago, the words have a prophetic tone for her life today. John is the founder of the Joy of Jesus Ministries, and in the backyard of her home, she oversees volunteers separating clothing for those in need. By the time we put it all together, we try and make um, a full life for them. John, there you go. And uh, she's also featured in that film that you know, from 2013, 20 Feet from Stardom. Which yeah. won an Academy Award for Best Doc. Yeah, she's in she's in that, and um, she also performed in 2008 in a she played Bertha May, a veteran blues singer in the film Honey Dripper. Uh, she also collaborated with writer David Ritz on a fictional publication titled Sanctified Blues, about a former singer turned spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. She has been known to have devoted herself to many causes. One of the largest was giving attention to the homeless population uh, around the country. And it was in 1986 that she aspired to try to do some very good work in addressing this issue, an, an issue that still to this day uh, needs it, it, it's it's interesting how there are people of faith who it is, it is left to them to try to care for those that others want to turn their eyes away from and uh Mabel John became one of those individuals devoutly although I think she always had uh she always had the power and the glory running through her and you can hear it in her voice and in those uh, from that very first recording, Who Wouldn't Love a Man Like That, which was released in 1960 on the Tamla label. interesting her little brother was little willie john who i think we covered did we, we not did little willie john yes sir cottage for sale cottage for sale you know and of course that great recording of fever and um so i had no idea that they were 
siblings. That was something that I learned during this research. And Willie John's story is so opposite the yeah. way that he died, they, in prison. he died in prison under still um, suspicious circumstances. And Mabel devoted her life to a, a completely different route that uh, her brother could never uh, find the ability to take. So it is an interesting story of two very talented siblings one taking it's like it's like a movie about the oh yeah what a great story you know there's the good son the bad son the good daughter the bad son you know it's it's kind of but they were very close yes they uh, were they were close uh, she broke her heart yeah she never abandoned him under any circumstance neither did Willie's wife uh Willie John was very beloved and uh as you'll find the podcast on Dig This, just put Little Willie John in your search bar or Cottage for Sale, and you'll hear our episode on uh, Mabel John's brother, Little Willie John. So at 91 years of age, she perseveres. She allegedly is in fine spirits and great health, and um, a career that I think has been overlooked, and if not for releases like the stack set that you uh, ran upon. I also wish to inform that you had mentioned Amoeba, and for those who do not know, Amoeba is this incredibly uh, large record store. In uh, It's in Los Angeles, correct? And San Francisco. And San Francisco. And you will find treasures there that... Uh, are very difficult to find uh, elsewhere. Some of them yeah, are very, it's like a, a supermarket. Supermarket of records. And uh, unfortunately, those kind of places are we're running out of them that house a great deal of vinyl, as well as rare compact discs and 45 RPMs and 8-track. They, they do carry 8-tracks, right? They, they, they did. They, I don't think they do anymore. Oh, they, oh, they stopped carrying 8-tracks. Yeah, well, they moved and... Uh, the new place is a little smaller, and I couldn't find any A-tracks uh, last time I was there. So, yeah, I mean, unless you're going to be searching um, the archives of a store like Amoeba, you're not going to find the works of uh, of Mabel John. But, of course, you will find Mabel John uh, through any CD collection you might be able to get through Amazon or eBay. Uh, we're going to run some tracks on this program for you but right now before we run out we're going to be running out with Mabel John ladies and gentlemen from 1968 Mabel John running out I'm running out of teardrops running out of heartaches sick and tired of your lies excuse Run out on you 
really is a hell of a great artist in a history that uh, she, the fact that her association with Billie Holiday, how many artists that are still living ever had that experience that she had with Billie Holiday. Yeah, that was an interesting tidbit of information. I love this cut. Uh, Steve Cropper does a great job producing this cut. It just, it just, it's so, it kicks. The, there is a great book about Stax Records that I highly recommend. The, the, it's the story of Stax Records. And um, as a record company, they provided an opportunity for a great many artists that would not have possibly been given the attention that they deserved. In some cases, uh, greed got in the way, and once an Isaac Hayes was discovered, other artists did get it eclipsed. But the Stax record story is a great story. And there's a great collection of the complete singles. Yes, well. the complete singles. Absolutely, absolutely. So here's to Mabel John and uh, a magnificent career by a, a wonderful artist. And my friend, I thank you so much for having recommended this particular episode. This was a fun one. This was a, this was a fun one. And speaking of fun, continue to tune in to Captain Billy's Magic 8-Ball, which you will find on Dig This on Facebook and on our Dig This site. And uh, Bill dives into his 8-track, uh, his, his swamp of 8-tracks. <laughs> and he will pull one out, give you some narrative, and we'll play the entire, uh, the entire album in high definition. And in some instances, as we have coming up with Black Sabbath, you're going to get the extended edition. Sometimes, as we did with Elton John, an hour and a half worth of material. And, of course, The Splendid Boho Goes To, where we select a character actor of note who took a popular film and made it the film that it is. Without their presence, the film could not be the same. Uh, an example is Randy Quaid in The Great Detail, which we had covered. and The last detail. The last detail. And, of course, The Great... But it is great. But it is great. And, of course, The Great... Um, Margaret Wickerly as James Cagney's mother, Cody Jarrett's mom in White Heat. That was a wonderful selection. What a great, what a great discovery that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're digging into the Criterion Collection, which will bring us to the next episode, and we'll keep that a surprise until it will air uh, very, very shortly. But um, Bill is uh, reacquainting himself, or in some instances, acquainting himself with some of the great films of the of the '40s, the great film noir works featuring Richard Woodmark and Victor Mature. And uh, last night I watched, uh, on your recommendation, La Ventura ah, with Monica Vitti. And um, I I need to watch it again. Yes, it's, I understand. Uh, I understand. Got, uh, it's really, it's a lot for the brain to take in. I had to go to Google and say, why is um, this considered great? Um, the way he deals with time and the way he deals with the frame, you know, these are all things that had never really been done before. They hadn't been done before. And the American coupling that were our version of VT and Antonioni were, Rollins, Gina Rollins, and John Cassavetes, 
And the question was also asked after Shadows and Faces, why are these considered classics? And they are on the Criterion Collection, and they have been for years and years and years. And I think that at times, as with some of, say, Ingmar Bergman's work, you have to take a second or a third look. I remember going to see Hour of the Wolf three times before I fully... You have to, it's like, uh, you have to acquire a taste. Yes, you have to acquire a taste. The same can be said, said for the French wave cinema. That, mm-hmm. that took Godard. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, Godard. And that's, uh, yeah, so that's fascinating and it opens the door for other conversations about the art to which you have devoted your life as other than music, but to acting and to film and to uh, the craft that um, you spend your days participating in. For those unfamiliar, Mr. Mr. William Mesnick is a is a uh, actor of great note and has worked with the he's worked with John Schlesinger, which still blows my mind. And some of the great uh, we're not going to name drop, but some of the great artists in the business. I will mention Philip Baker Hall because I'm in awe of the fact that you worked with Philip Baker Hall. That was a pleasure. I, I love Philip Baker Hall. But um, Bill knows his stuff, and uh, now we're able to talk about these films, which I used to, I was addicted to as a kid. And uh, Sterling Hayden, you were talking about the works of Sterling Hayden, one of my favorite, mm-hmm. one of my favorite actors. So to Mabel John, to Jenna Rollins, to John Cassavetes, to the late Monica Vitti, to Antonioni, and to all the other great creators and seekers and healers, we thank you. This is Rich Buckland and Bill Mesnick for Put on a Stack of 45s. We love you, baby. Bye-bye. Stack of 45s.